When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 133B of Tales with TR. Let's get right into it. My next guest hails from Fairyland, which is part of the Southern Shore right here on the Rock. One of my good pals, we battled on the ice for years in the Newfoundland Senior Circuit before he left the island about half a decade ago for Norway, where he began playing competitive hockey and now coaches youth teams in pursuit of hockey greatness. Minor hockey registration numbers are quickly rising in Tromso, Norway, as a result of my guest's ongoing passion for the game and ability to teach and help people learn. He's another recent example of a Newfoundlander finding success in a unique part of our wonderful planet. He is a dashing D-man, a charismatic coach, a native Newfoundlander, a proud player, a tenacious traveler, a skilled Scandinavian. Santa's on his way, and this guy can play. He's got a great approach, so he can also coach. One day around dawn, I called, and he was gone. It made me cathartic when he moved to the Arctic. On the team, he's the glue, and the guy can cook, too. I hope to see him someday when I visit Norway. Folks, get ready to hear a pretty good story. Please welcome my pal. It's Nathan Nate Dog Maury. Nate, how you doing? I think we should call her there. To that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here today. Uh, no. Well, of course. Listen, I'm so interested. So I kind of gave a little bit of an explanation, I believe, in 133A. But you're my buddy. We're playing senior hockey over here, which for those, I won't get right into it, but it's a semi-pro circuit. We won two Allen Cups in the last 10 years, always up for it if we leave. The pandemic kind of slowed it down. But the Newfoundland Senior League's great hockey. Nate Dog was an opponent of mine, but we're good friends on and off the ice, to be honest, but you up and left. Now, first thing, before we get to why you left, tell us a little bit. You grew up in Fairyland, right? I grew up in Fairyland and actually moved to British Columbia a little bit up. You played in Quesnel, and I actually moved uh, a little bit north of Quesnel to Houston, B.C. Um, From there, I... uh, I became friends with the kid that you're not supposed to be friends with. And I ended up um, getting sent to Notre Dame in Saskatchewan uh, when I was 15, I believe. And um, 
I played at Notre Dame for a year. Um, after my year at Notre Dame, I got invited to uh, Spruce King, Prince George Spruce King's camp. Yeah. yeah. Um, I made it all the way to exhibition games and uh, got cut. So I returned to Notre Dame. And uh, I didn't make the AAA team, but the AAA team in Prince George actually said that they would uh, love to have me. So I moved to Prince George and played a couple of years AAA there before... Uh, yeah, played for Triple A Cougars. Uh, we had one guy who went on to play in the NHL for a couple of years, Nick Drzenovic. He played in Columbus yeah, yeah. And, and and Pittsburgh. And from there, I uh, I played a couple of years Triple A, and then I started working in the summer and uh, got a taste of making some money, and uh, well, and that was it. That was it from there. So I when just did you make your way back here? I, you know, I. I just remember, I can't remember if it was on the ice or off the ice. I think it was in a bar with Bird Dog or something. But when did you okay? When did you make your way back here? My grandfather actually was uh, still alive and living in Newfoundland, and he got sick. And uh, I just applied to Memorial University, and, and I, I don't know how I got in, but I got into Memorial. So my brother and I packed the car full of our stuff, everything we owned, and we drove from coast to coast. and And I came home and started playing for the Breakers in my. I had. I think I was 19, so fuck, I don't want to do the math now. But um, sometime in, in 2000, oof, I don't even know, T. But uh, yeah, and then I started playing junior for the Breakers, and Bird Dog was actually coaching uh, the senior team. Wow. And his, so, did you ever did you get out there with him? Uh, actually, it's funny because um, during playoffs, I, he, he called me. They called me up to play uh, to be kind of you know the extra defenseman and yeah and um and bird took a liking to me and uh he he played me over some of the older guys as a young guy he knew i was kind of i guess had that uh, couple of screws yeah, loose. I like, mean, fuck he, he loved your style of play yeah you know? I, I mean that guy is he lives on in my in my day-to-day -day activities um you know he he's one of the best people that i've ever met through the game and uh and yeah, he actually, uh, you know, I, I was 19 years old. And just to touch back, I think it was on your interview with uh, J-Mac there. You guys were talking about Gilly. And uh, I, I was 19 and, and it was a drop right in front of our bench in the neutral zone. And Bird Dog sends me out and says, fucking go get him. And I had no idea who Todd Gillingham was. And that's so Bird Dog's I, buddy from Pro. But they, they, were, they were buddies but enemies and... I don't know how many times they came to battles, conflicts over the years, IHL, NHL camp. Uh, when we, we came back to play senior, I was playing, you know, I've been playing the last 20 years senior as well. And that, those times with Bird and Gilly, it was wild. They would send people after each other, like a couple of grown kids, you know, but anyway. So he sends me out and fuck, Gilly just turns around and Bird says, fuck, get him, Nate. Like, you fucking get him right away. And Gilly kind of turned around. You know, I, I guess at this time, Gilly was probably, you know, 37, 38. Yeah. Here I am, 19 years old, and I don't have a clue who Gilly is, right? I, yeah, now yeah. I look at his resume and I'm like, okay. So couple anyways, of 300 penalty minute years in pro. <laughs> so anyways, I thought Bird was sending me out like a lamb at the slaughter. Yeah, so... Uh, Gilly kind of turned around and said, fuck, Bird, like, you're sending this kid out to do your fucking dirty work? Like, are you stupid? <laughs> but Bird, uh, then he reward that forever. You're, you're a friend for life if you just go out and show the slightest bit of balls. Um, so, listen, so you're, and now, Newfoundland, when you came back and you were playing here, playing for the Breakers, did you go, were you, were you living in town or were you living in Southern Shore? For those that don't know, Southern Shore... God, I guess it starts 10 or 15 minutes out of St. John's. It's a beautiful drive. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's the southern shore of Newfoundland, but it's really... Newfoundland has some influences. I consider the southern shore really Irish. It's the most Irish part of the island, in, in, in my point of view, with traditional foods like what? Help me out. Jig's dinner. Um, you know, yeah. Gratin. yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, it's, you know, a lot of people live off the water like you would live off a farm. Like, you know, people, it seems obvious, but people from away... Or that haven't lived on the water, I don't think realize that as much. And Fairyland, where you were born, is kind of a where you where you were at in your early life. Uh, it, it's one of those places. It hasn't changed much in hundreds of years. And the team that you played for, the Southern Shore Breakers, is the pride of that community. Now there's Fairyland, there's Calvert, 
there's I mean, there's lots of places. It's a, it's a long, I mean, the whole drive takes hours. But anyway, so do you have a family connection there still? Yeah, actually, my, my great, oof, we're going way back now, but uh, one of my great-great-grandfathers was one of the early fish merchants in Fairyland. So he had a, like a salt fish plant and, and uh, was quite successful with salt fish uh, way back in the day. And my father actually is uh, still there and still uh, has the land that he grew up on and still lives in the house that uh, he built nice. himself, or he didn't build it himself, but drew the blueprints and uh, and that stuff. So the, my my family's still there, and uh, I miss it quite a bit. You know that that bay, that's Newfoundlanders. I read a Dawson Mercer had a quote uh, the other day and said that you know people tell him all the time that Newfoundlanders travel well. Uh, they're always in the stands with Newfoundland flags, and yeah, and you know we're 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 pretty. We have a lot of pride, Newfoundlanders, in in who we are, and and same like like you said, the Southern Shore is is you know we're we have a lot of pride to be from. I just from think the shore. of history. I think, and we do. And getting back to the pride thing, have you ever noticed there's a Newfoundland bar in every province, usually multiple? It's not like you know you and all over the world. I've gone to the states a lot lately um, on the piggybacking chicklets and shoresy and whatever and uh you know there's there's uh, it's just newfoundlanders wherever they are and usually they have a restaurant or a bar where people can get together it's a real i mean for those that don't know and the places we're talking about on the southern shore and newfoundland is made up of a lot of smaller communities when you get out of st john's and i truly believe it nate that over the years they've had to overcome i mean imagine three it's the oldest real settled places in north america so for three 300 years at least, they did this with no electricity. It must have been hard to do. You entertain yourselves. You you know, you, you, you uh, the, the social gatherings and traditions like song, songs and songwriting and games and, you know, all that stuff. So you feel like member of a team while you're growing up. I think that's what makes us great teammates. Just an observation. I don't know what you think, having traveled all over the world. I definitely agree. Uh, I mean, I think I, I can remember my grandparents telling me stories. You know, they had to, they took took a horse back to St. John's, which is from Fairyland is forty five minutes. You know, yeah. and and, and uh, people in the different communities, if it was winter yeah. time, they would get out and, and clear snow together. Everyone would help in, chip out and shovel snow, so so the horseback could come through. And and exactly what you said, you know, team team community is. Apart now, when we play hockey against each other, uh, or we play sports mm. against each other, that we're like you said, exactly that we're team, uh, we're team oriented, and and good, good hardworking people. I think is is what we pride ourselves on. And yeah, you know, and if you think about all our best athletes, and even even singer songwriters, whatever you want. I mean, Fairyland, Ron Hines is from there, isn't he? One of the best ever from Canada, let alone Newfoundland. But when I think of that, I do. I think those trade for more often than not. Of course, there's an anomaly, but there's the anomalies. But I think more often than not, you know what else is funny about it, it Fairland? So I did folklore in, in Mun. I mean, it's actually when I do stand up, I say it and people laugh. I mean, it's a funny degree to have. But when one of the coolest things we did, so we went to Fairland and a few of the places that the houses had been around for a long time, like over 100 years, they let us kind of think like an archaeologist digging. Like they let us kind of have our way with the house. Checking out. When I say that, I mean what we did was so we, we went into the walls because over the years people would put newspapers around to insulate the houses. So we like went into the walls and pulled out layers of newspapers and they were going right back to 1910. I remember reading about the Titanic from a kitchen wall in the southern shore and there was a lady there literally having a cup of tea and a bicky she goes yeah you guys can just like use that whole side and there was newfoundland uh, music going and it was helping her kind of dig up her roots as well it was such a great beautiful day anyway um that's fairyland and i highly recommend that if anybody wants to visit newfoundland to go there do it be one of the first things you do go to southern shore and and uh, fairyland is one of the most beautiful places in it now now, a few years ago, this is true. I'm playing for the St. John's Caps. I just started playing for the Caps at that time um, in my senior hockey twilight. And we needed the odd player. Um, well, we needed is an understatement. Um, you know, the way senior hockey can get. A few guys get a job on the rigs or whatever, and all of a sudden you do, whoa, you know, we got our half of our first power plays gone, uh, you know. 
overnight. And someone brought up your, well, I brought up your name. I said, yeah, let's see if we can get Nate Mooring. So I went to call you and you were gone. You had moved not only to Norway, but to Tromso, which is within, it's, it's above the Arctic Circle, Arctic Circle. Now tell us just how did you get there and what made you decide to stay? Uh, it's funny. It's it's 200 miles north of the Arctic Circle. So we're, we're uh, I'm up here, you know, it's with Santa Claus, so they say. But uh, <laughs> I I had met a Norwegian girl in, in one summer, and uh, I was in Alberta working, doing a three weeks on, three weeks off, and I started to visit her on my days off. Um, and she was she was in med school, so she was in different places in Norway, but she was based in Tromsø, so. Two or three times I came, and I wasn't actually in Tromsø, but I was in yeah a little bit south. So the when I came in the third time, I, I came to Tromsø, and I said, "Well, oh, fuck, they got a hockey rink here. I must go check out what's happening." So I walk into the rink, you know, and uh, people are kind of looking at me. I'm dressed differently, obviously. I look different, uh, not so much, but the way I'm, I yeah. carry myself is a little bit different, you know. So somebody asked me, hey, who are you? And I said, oh, my name is Nate. You know, I'm from Canada. Oh, fuck, you're from Canada. What are you doing here? I said, I'm just, I got a girlfriend here. And, uh, oh, uh, do you want to help coach? Uh, and I, said, I don't have any equipment or anything. So they, they come out with a, with a bag of gear and say, here you go. And uh, wow. I throw the gear on and I hop out on the ice. And I don't know any kid's name, anybody, you know. And I get off the ice and they, the guy, a guy comes up to me and he says, wow, you know, uh, would you be interested in moving here? And I said, uh, uh, you know, maybe. He said, okay, well, you got a job interview tomorrow at 10 o'clock. I said, okay, fuck. So I go in next day, go into the job interview, 10 o'clock, and I finish up about a half hour later. And then quarter to 11, phone rings. Yeah, you got the job. Um, when can you start? So I say, I don't even have any uh, application to immigration or anything, so... So I go through the whole process of uh, applying for for um, a job here, and I get declined on my on my application uh, mm. because because the job I was applying for I didn't have enough experience. Uh, so I called a guy. I'm still in Alberta now, and I called a guy who hired me. I said, you know, like I got declined. Now what do I do? He says, well. Can can you lie a little bit? Uh, <laughs> so I said, uh, yeah, I, I can probably, uh, you know, dig up a few tales or a few fibs. So I, I get a couple of letters from, from some people and uh, reapply or I, I send an appeal and I get approved. And so I said, okay, fuck, it's, uh, here we go. <laughs> did you, like, so you, <clears throat> this wasn't a thing where, you asked the girl to marry you and you were stuck in Tromso. You were actively looking to get over there and start what you're doing now. By the way, I'm not being condescending or anything. It's, it's an interesting place to go. Fuck everybody. I mean, it looks beautiful to me. 80,000 people. I mean, it's not like it's 200 people. When you say Arctic, people, I think, think it's some place, <laughs> you, you know, with polar bears and with people that are surviving off whale blubber and igloos and it isn't it looks like an absolutely beautiful spot now the funny thing is if i've, I've been i i played hockey one summer i believe we went back my, myself and brad brown but at least one like summer for two months we went to vasteris i wanted to train montreal would give us money if we went to a legit place we could pick wherever they just let us i can't say they'd give us money they, they would pay for wherever we wanted if if Pass the smell test to them. I needed to work on my skating. Why not go to Sweden or Finland or wherever? So we did. We went to Vasteris. Nick Lidstrom was from there. Peter Popovich we were playing with and Tommy Salo. There were a few NHLers with a local team. We went over there with them. It was interesting. Now, this is way south of where you are. But I did get over to Oslo. I saw it, but I didn't really think. I, I, Norway, I don't remember. We played all kinds of Swedish teams. We played. We went over to Finland, uh, wherever Saku Koivu was from. I can't remember, but so I saw the area. But Norway, in my mind, was lacking. It, it wasn't on the same level. Why and where would Norway, not Tromso, for example, but overall, is the is the hockey picture in Norway improving? Is it a population thing? Um, 
because compared to Sweden and Finland, it seems third. Definitely. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a population thing, but in Norway, we have 45 rinks in all of Norway, five and a half okay. million people. And I mean, if you look at Newfoundland and Labrador, you guys have over 55 rinks. Um, if you look at Ontario, wow. there's o- over a thousand rinks. Wow, um, wow, wow. I didn't realize that. Right. And if, if Norway is almost 2,000 kilometers long from head to toe. And if you draw a line about halfway up, there's three rinks from about halfway up Norway. Good the, the Lord. And, and somewhere that's, you know, so, well, cold. You would think that it would have caught on more. So what, what are the local, there must be, I mean, again, 80,000 people. You're not in a tiny little fishing town. Uh, what are people into? What are some of the sports that they are into? What are the hobbies that they're into? No, in the last two Olympics, Norway's been, I think, first in medals uh, in Winter Olympics. Um, yeah. Skiing is it's huge. Um, it, yeah. Nor- Norwegians are, are really good at individual sports. Um, it, it, it's something about the culture. It's something about the, like, if you look, we have, there's Kasper Rud you know, in, in tennis. Uh, really good. Uh, yeah. top. I think he's like was number one in the world at some point this year. Um, Hovland is a golfer. Um, Holland with the Manchester United is argu- is arguably one of the best strikers in in soccer or football whatever you want to call it now and and the list goes down uh, like individuals they're really good at individual sports but yeah true I never when, thought about that when it comes to team sports you know there's no there's not I haven't seen a baseball field since I moved here I, um you know basketball is uh, is a little bit popular but not so much popular. There's there's actually a Newfoundlander here in Tromsø. Also, uh, I, I, I'm going to ask you about that. Cole Long. I saw that he went over to Norway. I I couldn't believe that he went where you went. I just read an article in the paper, and now I'm putting two and two together. We'll get into that next. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah. it's 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 strange, you know, and it's it's not the fact that um, they're not good athletes, or the, it's just something. Uh, maybe it's. The, you know the the, the old um, view that hockey is barbaric and bloody and yeah. and and Norwegians are, are sort of passive. Uh, you know they're very non-confrontational people, um, mm-hmm. and I think maybe that's that's why. But uh, we're working on we're working on it. <laughs> uh, side note: Do you see the Northern Lights quite frequently or no? Where I am, I, I drive home from practice every every night uh, coaching, and and I see if it's clear skies five five nights a week, northern lights. Wow, wow, that's interesting. That's something that I could get used to. Uh, how warm does it get in the summer? On a a, a hot day is twenty degrees, but uh, we're looking at average um, twelve to sixteen degrees. To uh, a lot of people, I mean, how's the language barrier? Everyone speaks English. That's um, yeah, it's a very um, international city. We got a lot of Polish. We got a lot of uh, Romanian workers. Have you um, ever noticed the peop- the players, hockey players from Scandinavia being? I, I I don't know. I think Scandinavia is those three countries. Am I wrong? Uh, or or may, I guess Iceland on top of that. I, I'm going nothing but grade seven geography. Finland, Sweden, and Norway because they're right in a row. That's Scandinavia. Am I wrong? I think you got to toss Denmark in there also. Denmark. Yes, okay. Yeah, okay. But I'm I'm close to close to correct. Uh Hey, 75% is not a bad 75%. Idea. So so a th- couple things there. Do they consider themselves a unit? And B, have you ever noticed and what's the reason for I guess you just said it everybody speaks English. I just find when when players from that area come over and they get interviewed by, you know, you just see the NHL interviews or whatever. I got no other sport to go by. There's not a whole lot of players, players from Sweden in the MLB. But uh, I find that they're re- they adapt really. Like it's almost their language. It's really easy to make the transition. So you're saying there's a lot of people there anyway speaking English. Yeah, 100%. And also on TV, like when in, in Germany, for example, all the and France, all the movies are dubbed with uh, with the local language. But in Norway, they, they have English instead of dubbing, uh, you know, voiceover with with Norwegian uh, people speaking so all the TV or all the movies and stuff are, are English and they just have the Norwegian subtitles on the bottom so I think that plays a big 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 role in 
you know, people watch TV or people watch movies. And especially now with like YouTube and gaming and stuff, it's, you know, yeah. kids are talk, talking on the headsets. Um, True. I, yeah. I think, I think it uh, plays a big, big factor. So you, you, am I wrong here? You coach for the most part under 15, under 13 and under 11. Am I wrong? I coach, yeah, under 11, under 13, under 15, and I'm actually coaching the men's team, the A, A team this year. Um, and you played, you play or played for them, right, or play? Yeah, I played um, my first two years here, and um, we were in the third division, um, finished almost dead last in the third division, and then I came, uh, we finished second, and then my, third, my second year here, we won the sec or third and moved up to the second. So we've been in the second division now for... For a couple of years and had some growing pains, uh, but we're we're middle top top three or four this year. So it's uh, interesting. So hockey in general, all I read trying to do the research and I looked at your feed obviously, but I, I I looked into Tromso minor hockey. The numbers are improving. So how do you how do I ask this? I mean I know you you have something to do with that, but. Do you see it as a, like, is this an exciting thing? Like, it's not tailing off. Is the hockey culture there really, I, I guess, is it addictive and are a lot of the kids taking to it? Yeah, I think um, I think the, the best thing has been we've, in the last few years, we've produced some good players. Um, so the kids have, have some someone to look up to, you know, and... And when when I coach the younger groups, um, I somehow find a way to, to get those kids or older players, yeah. uh, kids, 18, 17, 18, 19 year olds to come out on the ice a little bit. And, and you know, not all of them, obviously, but a couple of the good ones who, who have time uh, to just come out and, and showcase a little bit of, you know, if I if I have to demonstrate a drill or something, I toss one of these young yeah. kids that I've been teaching for a few years and and. Uh, it's it's been good, you know. We're, we're a winter. It's winter here, eight months of the year, you know. So, if if the thing for me is is if I could just get the kids into the rink once or or you know a yeah. couple of times, then then I know that I'll keep them there because I make it fun. I, I I've, you know I'm fist pumping them and and constantly um, interacting and and I know every kid's name when they you know from from U11 right up until the the A team. Uh, so. I think that's that's big also, you know, is like seeing every kid and and treating each kid not just the not just the best ones and giving your attention to, you know, I think that's something in hockey now with with academies and with, with you know, you got parents that are fronting like 50 Gs to for their kid yeah. to go play play at an academy and, and then the academy has a guy on a scholarship who, you know, and the parents who are paying 50 g's their kid might not even be playing or he's playing fourth line or something so mm. so it's it's a totally different um approach uh, I, I don't have you know there's no cuts there's no um you know if you're if whoever signs up plays basically so i have to make the most with you know i have to spend time with the the weak ones and not just yeah well right? you're you're starting in my mind, like it's unique because you're there and it, it's kind of hockey is, even though it's been around, it's still a bit of a startup and every, which like in Canada, you know how a coach's method, I don't know, like not even a bad, like a good, like Donnie Goss or something, you know, one of, he'd probably go, come on. Like, you know, and if, if someone makes a bad pass, blow the whistle, come on, we got to get, you know, we got to smarten up here, tighten up. We got game in two days. No one's, you know, and, and I'm not saying that's bad. We're, it's our culture. And uh, I hate to call out Gossi, like he's a good coach. Uh, but, you know, there's an overall understanding that these kids should know the breakout or they should. And, you know, bird dog, old school, every coach I had. But if you're starting up, you'd probably intimidate people that are at the rink. They don't want to hear that. They want to be encouraged to go out and just learn to skate and be happy. So it must be, well, your methods, of course, are great for that. But, again, it must be a different lens that you're seeing hockey through over here, wherever you go in Canada. You just said Bruce, Prince George, Bruce Kings. I mean, you know, I played against them. It's a Prince George. It was packed every night to watch Junior A. You're talking about Fairyland. I mean, people are skating. You know, I, don't, I can go Ryan Clough, and go, There's so many players from Southern Shore 
the Sullivans. I mean, Andy Sullivan, look into that, people. I don't have time. I'll have to have mom one day. But, you know, there's a huge hockey tradition. You're starting it up. So is that what you find, positive feedback? And one of your biggest coaching tasks, I guess, would be to have people come back, not just to improve, to come back to the rink. Am I wrong? No, that's 100%. And the hard part for me is channeling, like, being able to filter out the inner bird dog in me, like you said, or the just like gossy or, yeah, you know, sometimes with the older kids, that, I think that's why it's a good balance for me to have, you know, young kids as well as the older ones is because I can be myself with the older ones and I can, you know, be, have the shades of bird and, and yeah. flip out, flip out every once in a while. And, and yeah. but I think also for, for the young kids, it, it's, you know, so important for for just positivity and and getting them to come back you know and not, just using their name is, is one of the most important tools i think you know when, yeah. when when you have a camp or something and, and you got 50 kids on the ice and you know you if the kid hears their name and and hears you say good job so and so terry um you know that 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 leaves an impression oh he, hey he saw me the coach saw me and i think that that's huge for so, yeah. you know and actually it's so important because the federation um gives money to the club um for how many members they have so if if we lose people we get less funding from from the federation so we're all about numbers we're all about uh, mm. you know building up our club and 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 that way in turn we get you know funding from from the federation to to grow our program also you got some pressure because not only are you coaching, you see, you're an ambassador. You're an ambassador for hockey. You're an ambassador for Canada, for Newfoundland. So you're wearing a lot of hats. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, I'm reading the paper, and look... My daughter plays, I, I wanted her to play team sports. She didn't, she didn't take a liking to hockey, which was fair enough. I didn't really care, to be honest. But she likes soccer, volleyball, basketball, and she's uh, re really into soccer. She's on the provincial team for that, but re starting to take a liking to basketball. So when I can, I don't know, I, I, I pay attention. And I always have, you know, the MUN teams or whatever. Uh, right back to, like, when my buddy's coming out to... Beckett's were getting scouted. Uh, Kevin English, the English has played for Mun in the early 2000s. I've always had some sort of a connection to our school sports. You know, as a local, I just like to support it a little bit. So I'd heard that a dude from here named Cole Long got an opportunity to play overseas. Overseas is a big fucking word. Overseas, <laughs> you I mean, that could mean fucking Spain. That could mean anywhere. It could mean Italy. It could mean Tromso, but it could mean a lot of places. Just like when we say, oh, you're a mainlander. I mean, what does that mean? It means not Newfoundland. So I didn't really pay attention. And then I see an article in the paper that he, he, he lands in Tromso playing basketball, of all things, and you're there. I mean, what are the odds... And did you reach out right away? I mean, you had him over, I think, for a meal. But, I mean, how did that go? Yeah, I actually got, I got a notification from someone sent me a message saying, like, uh, just a screenshot from Mon Seahawks had posted on Instagram saying, Cole Long signs with Trump's a storm. I said, oh, fuck, you know, a Newfoundlander yeah. moving to, like, yeah. you know, like, what's, let's go, you know. And uh, so I reached out right away before he even got here, yeah. And I just kind of asked him, is there anything you need to know? Is there, you know, do you, if you need anything, let me know if you need to be picked up from the airport, whatever. You know, just like Newfoundlanders do. Uh, like just, we do, man. There's That's what I'm saying. The hospitality, the inner team within us, right? We're all part of, when you meet a Newfoundlander away, you're like, you're all part of the same team. It's like meeting someone that you played junior with, you know? Yeah, so so he, uh, I think he landed on, on uh, Friday, and I had a 
a kilo of salt beef in the freezer that my mom had had brought over. Wow. When she, and I said to the woman, my woman is Norwegian and she can make a mean jigs dinner. So she's all trained up and everything good. So she fired us up a big jigs dinner and I had Cole over and uh, he's been on a tear. The Trumps of Storm now is is nine in a row. They took down the top top two teams in the league and they're just love he's, it. Man. He's lo- lighting it up, and uh, I think he's just, you know, a good ambassador, uh, like Newfoundland. He's just carrying himself well, and he's a young, young professional kid, you know. And, and he just wants—he came over here, took a chance in Tromsos, in, in hopes that he could pursue a career maybe in Spain, where there's more money and, and yeah. a bigger, bigger following and stuff. But he just took a chance on a stepping stone, and, and Tromsø being the first step. And you know, props to him and his team right now, who are on fire and and creating a little bit of a buzz around the city so it's nice that uh, he's uh, he's an example when I, when kids you know I do some hockey camps here and there work with Wally Bray for the most part it was senior caps thing right it was easy enough and they would all be so we'd go for caps practice St. John's minor would ask me to help out a little bit so I did so and what I'm saying is that I, I do some coaching too most of it's personal I, my time I just can't commit to anything all year but a lot of parents come up and you know I get it. They're 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 concerned about their kid. They often ask, you know, what does Joey have to do to play in the NHL? I, I, to be honest, the parents of the of the females have a much better grasp on possibilities for their children because I guess the NHL is not there now. The premier hockey's coming in. I think life for the opportunity for young women is more than it's ever been. And there's leagues coming, but, you know, there's scholarships everywhere. When I was a kid, there wasn't. If you told me the girls around here were getting scholarships, you know, there wasn't even teams. Now, almost every density, I believe it's a rule. They have to have a women's team, and it's taking off North America. So, point is, the, 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 most of the, 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 the male parents, they say, you know, what does so-and-so have to do to make the NHL? And I'll be like, well, you know, it's got to do a lot. First. And, 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 you know... Even if the cards are stacked with them, it's still there's like Ron McLean would say to me, you know, I used to get down and he'd say, you know, there's only six or seven hundred jobs out there, you know, and you played for a little bit. And, and, you know, think about all the education you got from travel. And and that's true. Like people to me, travel is the best education in the world. You can literally get your education. You can do so many things through sport. And Cole is over there. And half the people don't know what's going on. If you if you said it, and a lot of basketball parents probably would say, "Well, you know, he's not in the NBA." But if you think about it, he sees a Newfoundlander that's getting paid. He just went through with free school. Now he's in Norway with an opportunity, hopefully, to go to Spain. Right? I, it's the same thing in hockey. I don't know. You're coaching. Don't you find that? Doesn't it sometimes get a headache with you know with parents? That, they just want the NHL when there's so many other opportunities out there. The big one being education. One hundred percent. And look at I think for me, uh, close to home for you is T T Senior. You know, yeah. he he got an education and became a good uh, teacher. That's well known at Ron yeah. Colley. All the kids loved him. And I think for you know, it's so important that uh, education is first and foremost. And great, yeah, that that uh, you know, NC or college, both in Canada and U.S. are are now looking at the women's side of it, but. You know, like you said, there's so many opportunities and to see a part of the world and to meet people from, you know, and experience culture and, and tradition and, and yeah, that's, that's live away from home. And, and, you know, you you appreciate so much more when, when you step outside your comfort zone and, and you know, roll the dice on, on moving to nor- northern Norway and playing. And now, you know, they're like nine in a row and. Uh, get snaps from from the guys in the room after they win, and they're just bumping him. You know, their tunes are going, and he's just loving life. And you know, he'll look back on this on this experience. You know, when he's forty or fifty, and say, "Hey, like, what a what a ro- what a ride! You what, know, a what a ride! ride. Yeah, yeah, what a ride!" And uh, you know, think about it. You're over there. You're coaching. You're you're actually a good example. So you just explained it. Look, I know you're you're a good hockey player. That you know. I know you went out west. There's no doubt you could have kept playing junior. Your job came in there. You came back to Newfoundland. You held your own. You're a good good player. But you got over. You're playing second division in Norway. You're seeing the world. That's what I mean. So if you can do that, it frustrates me when some blue chip kid like doesn't get drafted and then quits. 
and, and you know, a lot of it maybe might make their parents in their ears or their expectations amongst their friends and everything. And I'm like, relax here, you know, go make a living. There's so many of them out there uh, and, and see the world and make, I don't know, Cody Donahue. Uh, he's a good buddy of mine, played with the Armory Agar last year. He's uh, again this year he's seeing the world. Uh, the team flew him to Egypt during the year. Uh, you know, Alex Wall, uh, Patty O'Keefe, I can, I can keep going with, with all the players that from here that growing up you thought maybe they had an NHL opportunity, but that door closed, but they kept going and they took advantage. And I just, just I can't reiterate that enough for anybody listening that you got a kid out there that's playing. Like I said, the NHL, six or 700 jobs. Now there's thousands, tens of thousands of opportunities to see the world as Nate Dog, the Nate Dog, Dog Maury is doing right now. Now, do you have anything? We're going to get to rapid fire randoms in a minute. Do you have anything to promote um, from from Trump's? Like, what what teams are you coaching? And is there a website? Uh, anything like that? No, I don't have anything to promote. But just a couple of things. Uh, touch back on our last little topic there. I always admired what you're doing now. You know, you're you're putting yourself out there. You're you're a busy guy acting. You know, it didn't work out in the NHL, of course, but. You had a good AHL career. You had, mm-hmm. you know, you now you're hanging out with Biz and the boys, you know, and 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 um, that's admirable uh, what you're doing, you know. Thank uh, you. I, I I really I look up to you, and it's it's great what you're doing. And and one other thing is is I know a lot of my buddies are are coaching now. You know, they got young kids and stuff. And yeah, I just I just hope that. Um, Maybe they can re- someone can reach out, or if, if one person reaches out and asks, you know, I, my philosophy for for young kids is as many kids in motion as 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 much as possible, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so if if I, if we're doing drills, I have as many kids moving, so they're not standing up in the corner, you know, and and small games, small area games. I, I under fifteen and and lower. I don't play any five on five, zero five on five. Oh, really? It, I like zero. that, Nate Dog. I looked at it, some of your drills. They're good skaters, right? If they're good it, skaters, then you can do a, you know, can't teach that right off the bat. You got to get that to use right? a knack for skating. Well, well, I went a year and a half uh, playing in northern Sweden with these kids that we didn't even win a game. And I, I said, okay, like, what, what do I got to do here? You know, and, and I figured that if we can at least be good skaters, then yeah. we'll, catch, we'll catch up a little later. But my philosophy and my approach is 50% of all training is is technical training, either skating, stick handling, yeah. shooting, passing, and 50% is small area games. So I'm talking like three on three, two on two, Great. right? So so because if, if we're playing five against five, you know, there's always one kid who has the puck the entire time. And then yep. you got little Joey over there who maybe touched the puck twice in an hour, right? So Couldn't if, have said it any better. Right? Couldn't have so said it any better. If we break it down to three on three, then Joey might get ten touches instead of two, right? So, so he develops a little bit more than he would if if it was five against five. So, so I just my philosophy and my approach to to coaching and and kids and development is I, I feel it's it's going to be a successful one in the long run. I you know I've got a couple of kids that I've coached uh, up through that played uh, on the national team, U16 national team, one girl, one, one guy. Um, so, you know, it's doing something right. I like to think, even though the wins and losses, uh, win- losses yeah. are a lot greater than the wins. But I think as a coach, you know, we have to not look at our record, but how many kids we, we not only develop, but how many kids stick with it until until there's no other option for for them. So nothing to promote. Uh, just shout out to Penny Lane also. If I see some uh, yeah. some of the snaps. She's an unreal soccer player. She's a beast out there. Yeah, She's, yeah so uh, even though it's not hockey, it's uh, I'm sure you guys are, are very proud, and, and that's... Uh, that's totally. awesome to see. I'm glad she succeeds at, at team sport. I'm telling you, you learn so much about life, man. You learn to, you, 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 there's so much to unpack when you learn to sacrifice for your teammates and it's not always wins and losses. I said it this summer, they were playing and they were diving all around. It got late in the game. Uh, and girls were just jumping down to block shots. Now they were up four to nothing. And when I asked why three of them came over and said, because Abby had a shutout going. And right. I'm like, no, that's just great. I don't need to say anything else. Like you, exactly. You're doing it for your teammate, right? And you're learning that. And and 
even soccer, it's not as obvious with the physical aspect. I mean, hockey, you can go out and make a hit or drive in front of a 100-mile-an-hour slap shot or get in a fight for somebody. But, you know, you, you, but there's still, like, you know, late in the game. Penny Lane's a great player, but sometimes that's it. I don't know if you're having your best game. You got to come off. Now Paige is going to go on. And, to, to, you know, <laughs> to me, when when you get a bunch of people on board and they understand that and they get that there's a common goal that you all need to go after, and that's why I, I, that, there's sports to me, and that's why I, I, I'm i a champion of that thought, you know, just oh, to yeah. get out there. I don't care what it is, basketball, whatever. Uh, but And the second thing, thanks a lot for saying that, and I guess I didn't really think of it that way, but when you mentioned that, exactly. If I had tripped over my bottom lip, and I did for a little bit, but I didn't get back at it and play, everything I do that you mentioned is all through hockey. <laughs> so, again, if I had stopped, you know, for all the parents out there, just another example. Here I am now behind a camera and in front of a camera playing these characters all happen through hockey. Even if I'm not playing a hockey player, I just finished a movie made to kill. I'm a bad guy. Uh, but, you know, I, I got it through my opportunity with Letterkenny and Shorzy and, you know, meeting Jason Momoa that read my book. And dude, it's always it's such a rewarding, um, you know, process sports. It, it, it's just mesmerizing. It doesn't have to be hockey. It can be whatever. And the last thing I'll say when it comes to that, I didn't mean that skating can't be taught. Skating, of course, can be taught. But you're right. Like, I always find I try to tell the parents, I'm like, you know, if, if you're a good skater, you have the puck more. So, that, of course, you know, look at Johnny can score and he can stick handle. I'm like, yeah, because he has the puck all the time. So, like, that, it's a great approach, you know, because if you can skate, you can get You might not be able to stick handle at first, but if you've got the puck 50% of the game, then, of course, you're going to get better. So I love your methods, and I did. I check on Facebook, and I'm quite fascinated. So, uh, anyway, hats off to you there. Are you ready for some rapid-fire randoms? Yeah, let's go. Okay, here we go. Rapid fire randoms with Nate Dog Maury. Death row meal. What would you have? You've just murdered somebody. You came back home and you uh, you went down to Southern Shore Arena and someone had. What have they done? They've robbed your mom's car and set your house on fire and you take them out. You take a shotgun and blow their head off and now you're on death row. Even though we don't have the death penalty here, you were for some reason the trial is in Texas. What do you have as your last meal? I gotta go with salt beef. Dig salt dinner. beef. You said it. You mentioned it. That's a huge Newfoundland thing. For those that don't know, check it out. Some salt beef never go astray. On a my salt beef intake happens on Sunday. Um, almost every Sunday, my mom. Uh, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Oof, I'd be invisible. Pick one NHLer, score a penalty shot. It's the World Cup. It's the World Cup. Everything's on the line. Uh, let's just say, hypothetically, the next World Cup that we host or, or help host, Canada's in the final now. They get the they, they have a penalty shot, but they can't pick anybody from their team. It's a National Hockey League player from anywhere. Who would you pick? You get $10,000 if this guy scores. Anywhere? Doesn't have to be Canadian? Doesn't have to be Canadian. Who do you think? I got to go with Zegras, man. That guy is filthy. Zegras, yeah. For some reason, you think that he's probably good at other sports, right? Yeah. He looks like an athlete. True enough, he is filthy, man. He had another unreal assist last night. Top three things to do in Tromso outside of hockey. Oh, I guess uh, Northern Lights got to be up there. We got yeah. un unreal cod fishing uh, just out from my doorstep. Um, and if you're into it, skiing. We have mountains here that are unbelievably beautiful that go right down to the ocean so skiing is those are Dude, probably the real the real reasons why i looked stuff. online it looks like an absolutely beautiful scenic spot man i'm happy for you that you landed somewhere great uh what goes on a perfect pizza i just gotta go pepperoni and bacon pick one of these people to travel the world in a hot air balloon with <laughs> uh, Johnny Depp, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or Chevy Chase? Uh, I got to go with Arnold. I uh, get to the, the chopper. It's a good choice. And you know what I didn't realize? The guy's real smart. So I, I read that he's in Mensa, but he's, I guess he's not, but he's smarter. I guess he's got a 130 IQ. I didn't realize that. Oh, wow. That's extremely high. I know. I just looked it up and you learn something new every day. Um, Okay, you got to, you're going on the amazing race, and you got to pick a partner. Would it be Captain Kirk or Mr. Spock? 
It will beat me up, I guess. <laughs> okay. It'll be Scotty. Uh, your favorite Christmas movie ever? Oh, Home Alone has got to be the best. And your favorite... Sorry, the cat had to go out. Uh, your favorite Christmas music album ever? Or do you even have one? I like the Elvis. Elvis, to me, singing Christmas is pretty much uh, utopia. I think it was Nat King Cole, was it, who had that... Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, it's another fantastic Christmas album, Nat King Cole. Uh, yeah, I love the old school. I mean, Christmas music is Christmas music, right? You can't really go too far. It's not like it's going to be trance or EDM or whatever, right? You got these Christmas classics, and who better to sing them than Nat King Cole or Elvis? A song plays every time you step on the ice to coach, every time you open that, just like a batter coming up to the batter's box that has an approach song for you. Uh, it's every time you go onto the ice. What song would that be? Money for Nothing, Dire Straits. Wicked, wicked. One of my favorite guitar. I wouldn't even say solo. It's just a guitar riff of all time. What a fucking song that is. What an album. Brothers in Arms. Check it out. Walk of Life and So Far Away, my other two favorites on the album. Um, favorite Christmas memory? Uh, I think it's been a long time since uh, I think all of my family has been together. But I guess looking back now, being so far away from home is any time you can spend with your with your family. So I think cr Christmas is uh, is a special time of year. And, and in Newfoundland, you know, we, we all get together and Tibbs eat right from it's just a it's right, blur. So There's everything going on. Now I get right overwhelmed because every night there's something happening. Tim Baker played last night and I could I wanted to be there. I look and everybody's out. Someone something's happening. Not only George Street, people know here for George Street, but I mean, just everywhere, any little community. Um, I'm sure if I was to head down to the Southern Shore tonight, there would be parties everywhere and there'd be a lot of Christmas bells and jingles. Uh, your dream car. Oof. Ah, I would have to say something that goes fast, Ferrari, Lambo, something like that. Mm, interesting. Um, of course, incredible cars. To drive them here in Newfoundland, probably not. But in a hypothetical world, of course. Uh, now, you have to go to the jungle to study water buffaloes and their mating habits. So you're going to be there a long time. <laughs> Which playlist? So, which genre of music? You got country. You've got you know rock. You got dance. What playlist would you take? You can play any number of songs. Just has to be from one genre. I mean, if you music nowadays is not really music in my opinion. So I no. have to throw you know like any rock, '90s grunge or classic rock or something where you know musicians were musicians. Uh, <laughs> yeah, where they actually play the instruments and sing. Yeah, yeah where they exactly. wrote the song and sing it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'd probably go, uh, it sounds obvious, but I don't know. To me, the classic rock, I do like portions of everything. I, I know what you're saying, though. There are, there are songs now on the top 40 that I don't. there's no rhythm. There's no even, I, I don't know how they're songs. It's like, you know, if I look down and I put a face cloth in my mouth, I realize <laughs> it's not food. It's not food. I can't eat this. Well, when I hear some of what's like like hit songs now, I'm like, I don't even know what to do. Do you dance to this? Do you just have it on? Do you? I, I nah, don't know. It's, it's crazy. Uh, which TV series would you bring? So it's got to be one that you already saw, and I guess you're not too sick of one of your favorite TV. So you got to bring a TV series collection. I think I've seen Breaking Bad from start to finish a half dozen times. So uh, great show. And you know yeah. what? I just watched it for the second time. I didn't remember it being so funny. I, and I, I, I know it's not a comedy, but there are parts in there that they're so dry. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's got a level. And I, I think that might come from my affinity for uh, Saul. I like Better Call Saul, too. I just finished that. But they're really like serious topics. And I think almost, what's Buddy's name? Uh, plays Better Call Saul. Anyway, um, that's going to bother me. I should know it. I'm on the spot. Anyway, I think he's brilliant. It's like Dennis Leary and Rescue Me. It's hard to make comedy out of some of the subject matter, but they do. And he kind uh, of reminds me a bit of like Ari Gold and the way Ari took uh, yeah. Entourage. You know, it was like wasn't the main character, but he was like 
Yes, one Bob the, Odenkirk. That's his name. Those both those guys uh, were were fantastic. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. I mean, because again, it's they're not comedies, but in every <laughs> the best shows I find, like it's everyday life. I mean, there's a lot of serious shit going down, but you know, there's always going to be like not every criminal is menacing, right? It, sometimes they're idiots, or or it's you know, there's a level of comedy tongue in cheek to it. Um, how many fish burgers have you eaten? More since I moved here. Seems like uh, fish is quite the popular thing, <laughs> but uh, some, not something that I'd order. Only if the woman's making it for dinner, I gotta okay. stomach it. So <laughs> I say a, I'd say a dozen or so. I've had a lot. Um, me and Jason Hedges are the only two I know that frequently get <laughs> filet fishes at McDonald's. But I like to go. Like if I go. You know, often in the summer, if I have a few hours, I like driving either up towards Salmonair and coming back that way or going. But do they call it the loop? Is that what they call it? Yeah, Irish um, loop, yeah. Yeah, and stop into a fish and chip spot and I always get a fish burger and a Coke. Um, well, Alexander Ovechkin hit 900 goals. And that guy can't be stopped when you're built like that. And <laughs> it's crazy. It's, uh, it's it's crazy. I, I actually saw. I was surprised. It seemed like he was scoring a lot of empty netters uh, as of late. But uh, it was nice that he did his 800 in the fashion that he did with the hat trick. I think it was just uh, just to kind of show the doubters that it's not just uh, easy pickings. It's, it's and, so uh, incredible, man. And he's still out there. Like he's often dumping it in and finishing his hit. Oh, that guy's he's incredible. I hope he play. You know, I I I think he's going to beat it, uh, Gretzky's record, obviously. But uh, I just hope he plays a, a lot longer because they don't make him like him anymore. There won't be many like him. I totally agree. And <clears throat> Gail checking if he wanted a sandwich. Or... Exactly. <laughs> God love that was, her. No, that was mom seeing. So Penny Lane had a bit of a cough, right? And I'm like, well, it's the last day of school. She's leaving on Monday to go to Alberta. So I said, you know, you can take today off. It's all good. You know, I mean, I'm. <laughs> it's the last day of school. She's in grade seven. But that's mom now. Do, you know, all of a sudden now it'll be red flags all day. The cough medicine. She'll show up with six bagels and two bananas and it's just not going to stop. And mom treats my house like it's my room when I was a kid. Like she just walks in the door. Anyway, that's it. I, 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 you know, it could be a lot worse. I'm not going to complain about my mom when a lot of people don't have one out there no. still at my age. Uh, do you own any pets? No, I had a dog that I had to leave home, old Oreo, that I had for 12 or 13 years that uh, broke my heart to leave her and uh, didn't get home when she was sick and passed away. But I will have a dog again someday. They're the best. When are you coming home again? I hope to make it home this summer uh, with the COVID and everything and uh, restrictions. And I didn't get the old, you know, jab so i was wasn't allowed to come home really um yeah yeah there was a lot I of guess, there was, but you're, you're, it's all good now right god damn yeah there's no more restrictions now so uh, people who didn't I take I it dude, I, I got it's, it's it's crazy stuff i i was coming back from pittsburgh and i went through this and i don't know i'm just numb to it so you know because i've been traveling a lot even even amongst all the pandemic so i'm coming back from pittsburgh this is about a month and a half ago i'm I'm going through Newark and I'm in the airport and for some reason I hadn't filled out the Air Canada, whatever it was. There was, a, there was a form that you had to have done and you had to have verified in order to get through. So they held me back. So I was like, what am I going to? So I went through all this hell to try to find my vaccination records and I went in in the morning. I'm not kidding. I went in the morning. I said, okay, I should be able to get on this flight. I found it all and everything. Guy goes, oh, it doesn't matter now. That stopped at midnight. Oh, I said, no. <laughs> I got out of here at 10.30 p.m., freaking wow. out, calling my mom, trying to call, uh, track down, you know, whatever happened. My app, had, my, my phone, I, I busted my phone, so I didn't have the app anymore, and I didn't have my records, and it made a big problem. Anyway, yeah, it was over in an hour and a half. I went through oh. all that shit. All of a sudden, now we're all saved. Anyway, um, I don't want to get into it too much. It was just a fucking headache, and it, if that's the reason you couldn't get home, that's too bad, but now... You can come back. If you're here in the summer, I'm really looking forward to it. we got to hook up. Uh, your favorite sport other than hockey? i got to say golf or, or tennis is a great game also. Any golf very, there? 
we have the most northern 18-hole golf course in the world here in Tromsø, but I have never played it, to be honest. And in the, in the summer, you know, it's 24-hour daylight, so you can go play golf at 3 in the morning uh, if you want it. Ah, yeah, you're up there where it's 24-hour daylight. Man, imagine what imagine being able to come off George Street and play golf at 3 or 4 in the morning. It would be done. It would be done. <laughs> Everybody would be doing it. Uh, you know, I got to get over there. I will at some point. I will get over because there's going to be a reason. There's going to be a reason that I have to go to one of those places. I'm going to have to go somewhere close to Norway, and I promise you I'll come up. Now, my last question, all-time team. There's $100,000. It's in a bag on the table, and one of us gets to take it. We, in this hypothetical world, everybody you pick is going to be in their prime, except so you had to pick five players and a goalie. You can't pick any Montreal Canadiens, and you can't pick Gretzky, Howe, Lemieux, or Orr. Give me your five players and your goalie. You got to beat my team. I got to go with, uh, let's go with uh, Messier. I got Brendan Moore for the leadership. Nice. And I got I got Burray for the speed on the wing. Ooh, not bad. I'll throw Bork on there. And I'll throw a, the, one of the best puck-moving defensemen of all time, Paul Coffey. Yeah, and, what a lineup. And and answers, oddly enough, oh, wait, you got to finish it with a goalie. I got between the pipes. I got to go off the radar here, and I take the Dominator. Dominator, I was going to say. People forget how goddamn good that guy was, man. They really man. do. I, I say the name now, and I'm like, what? Everybody seems to know Patrick Waugh, I guess, because he played for the Habs. I'm like... And I got nothing against Patrick Wise. One of the you could make an argument he's the best, but if you can't put Dominic Hasek in that conversation, I'm like, boys, they played at the same time. Are you kidding? Hasek, I remember getting the Hart Trophy, the fucking MVP of the whole NHL, taking Buffalo to the final. He was reflexive. He I remember just, he be, he won the Olympics also for yes for he did. For, and he finally got the cup, I believe, with Detroit. But he. Uh, he was reflexive. He was a small goalie that relied on his, his, his you know, he's like a shortstop, which oh, right after that, remember, like the, the, the Giger and the Biron and Luongo, again, great goalies. I mean, there's just whatever method you're going to use. But it became like about being big, cutting the angle down, having big gear, and kind of using the angle. But Hasek was all over the net, and he was and he, he was never done either. Like, he was never, like, even though he could be over in the corner, like yeah, a, never. A, a starfish, he yeah. somehow found a way, or it was it was insane to, to An watch absolutely the athleticism. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, and I uh, love that you picked Rob Brendamore. He's the type of a guy you know he would never let you down. You know, like he's going to give his effort both ends of the ice. And you're going to get an honest. I mean, because no one else has ever said that. I mean, it's an all-time team. It's totally subjective. But uh, I, I just, if I was a coach, I would love coaching players like Rod Brendamore for sure. Um, and and I'm, not to minimize, because he works hard. I mean, a lot of players work hard, but he's also real, real good. He could have made it on his, on his work ethic as a fourth liner or his skill as a first or second liner, and he had a bit of both. Uh, anything else to say, Nate, before we take off? No, T, thanks for having me, and uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. It's uh, good for me here also to to have a little bit of slice of home every once in a while, hear, hear a story, a yarn, or a hear a name, or, you know, so you're, you're impacting a lot of people in, in positive ways. And, you know, before, before we talked, uh, we mentioned about the, you know, Chicklets Cup and, and these kind of things, and just seeing those videos, and it, it's, uh, it, it, it does things for, you know, where I'm away from home, and, and just seeing a familiar face or hearing a voice, it, it it can be something that just picks you up when 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 you when you need it most. So, appreciate what you're doing. Appreciate having me on here, and uh, and uh, look forward to the next episode. And one thing, if if T seniors listening, uh, <laughs> the curse is is on. The Devils are going to drop six in a row, just like T senior said. So, <laughs> I know he tell you know he's he, he he's an old hockey fan that I often kind of rib and I, I I be sarcastic with, but he does know his shit, man. And he, he was a good coach. He's attentive. And when I go down there, he, he always, uh, he loves to talk hockey, but sometimes I don't give him enough credit. He, he does know the game and he's a smart dude. He just, uh, he acts like such a wing nut, but he'll be, he'll be happy. You said hi. And he'll, uh, I know I'll be listening to this. So thank you. Good stuff.
Okay, ladies and gents, that's it for episode 133B. If you're downtown St. John's, why not check out Trinity Pub, TJ's Pub, Rob Roy Confusion, Green Sleeves, and the Bull and Barrel. That's where I like to go to get my beers. If you're going to get a bite to eat, why not Merchant Tavern? Why not Blue on Water? And why not Wedgwood Cafe? If you want to work out, go to Rope Walk Lane. You want to change your life, strength, balance, movement for the body and mind. That's power conditioning on Rope Walk Lane. And, of course, we can't forget... Mr. Lube, Live Laugh Lube with locations on Torbay Road and Kenmount Road. My good buddy, Chris Sparks, good Newfoundlander, one of the best athletes that's come through this in his generation and probably ever come through Newfoundland. Check it out. Why not support one of the best athletes that we have to offer, Chris Sparks and Mr. Lube. True Hockey, take what's yours. And, of course, Pitbull Pain Relief. Check it out, pitbullpainrelief.com. Unbelievable pain sticks, and uh, they'll have some vape sticks and a, a bunch more of your THC and CBD wantings very soon. Thanks again for tuning in. Nathan Mori, it's been a pleasure. And folks, I shall, I'll be back in just a few days with episode 134A. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you on the rebound.